not supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. But for class, we have Christy from Ohio. Uh, hi. hi, Christy. Hey. Yeah, so, ooh, it's nice outside. Open house season. If you haven't listed your property, now is the time. Yeah, so, how are you? How was your trip? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You got off the G4? <laughs> <laughs> More like the 95. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, do you enjoy driving? I do. I do. I leave about 4 30 in the morning. No traffic. Yeah. And I was here by like lunchtime. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's a long. Are you sure you don't want to take the G4? You know, <laughs> you can lend me yours. I'll get on it. Yeah, man, that's a long ride. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. It's like eight hours, eight hours. How long are you going to be in town? You know, I'm just I'm moving. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, Christy is from Brooklyn, but somehow. We lost her to Ohio. How'd it happen? No, my aunt actually moved to Ohio first, and we all moved. And my mother followed that. So okay. we went to Ohio. But my family is still here in Brooklyn, my dad's side. Okay. Yep. So, so were you flipping houses when you were in Brooklyn, or did your real estate experience start in Ohio? So, no, I was not flipping houses in um, Brooklyn, but my grandparents owned a house. So I always knew my grandfather owned a multi-unit and yeah. um, a two-family house in the 80s. Wow. So I seen uh, real estate very young. Very young? Yeah. So, um, Technical, Technical is, yeah, just give us a moment. Are you playing this one? No. No. Yeah, so. Yeah, so my grandfather owned a building and it always wanted to be in real estate. Right. Okay. Um, so, what's your experience like in Ohio? Like, what properties are you working with? Um, right now, I have multiple listings, but I turned into um, owning multiple properties and fixing properties and flipping properties. So I do all of that right now in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did you start off as an investor and then get your license or? So I bought my first piece of property when I was like 21 years old. Okay. Um, I lived in it, got married, things like that. Um, I went through a divorce. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> then I got another a property, a condo. And um, I was in the banking industry. And then somehow I switched to real estate. That's a long story. And when I became a realtor, I sold that first piece of property that I bought when I was 21. So I did that in uh, 2017. Oh, okay. And that kicked everything off. Gotcha. And I was like, oh, I want to do that again and again and again. And that's what happened. 
So do you get like a high when you close deals, like yeah. a rush when everything ties together, when you get the attorneys on the same page and the buyer, the seller? Yep. So in Ohio, we don't use attorneys. Oh, oh that's right. We, we use title attorney. offices. And um, you learn very quickly to team up with a title office. Got you. First piece of game. So okay. I guess you guys find attorneys. Do you use the same attorneys here all the time? Yeah, we use a, uh, we use a couple of different ones, but we have okay. one main one we use. Okay. Yeah. So the same relationship we build with But unfortunately, here attorneys can screw your deal. That's a, that's another episode, guys. But. <laughs> they do. I already know. I've been into yeah. that because you have the option of having your attorney review, mm-hmm. and they do. They get all in the business, yes. mess deals up, and you'd be like, "Do you want the money or not? Do you want to sell?" Sometimes they're so sleazy, they want the deal. <clears throat> and you don't know, and unfortunately, they could snake you mm-hmm. and get the deal from underneath you by the power of being an attorney. Yeah. Um, I ran into that in Columbus, Ohio. I had a, a client that died. He wasn't actually my client, but he had like 60 or 70 properties. And the attorney who was handling the estate was open the properties to his main realtors. Right. So he was robbing the kids of a whole bunch of money. And yeah. uh, he was being sleazy. Yeah. You know, here, like, um, <clears throat> I know someone that's in foreclosure mm-hmm. and they got an attorney to fight it. And he was not really fighting it because he was trying to get the foreclosure. Yeah. Because he's in communication directly with the bank. Yep. And he's undercutting the, he's, he's really being sleazy. Very sleazy. Yeah. And yeah. you don't need an attorney to... Stop a foreclosure. No, you, you don't. Need to communicate with your lender, and then you know, try to work things out. They have multiple different ways for you to keep your house, yes, but people do. think they can't do that, so they don't. They just shut down. Well, Christy, it's not necessarily that they think they can't do that. Yeah. It's the emotions of it all. Oh, sure. So sometimes they're so emotional, emotional about losing the property mm-hmm. that by the time they wake up from it. It's like a mourning period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like they can't believe they're getting served. They can't believe. And by the time they wake up, it could be too late. Yeah. So you know? call a realtor, make some money. Yeah. Yes. Sell it. Yes. Sell, sell it. it. And let's start, start over. House. Just a house. Yeah. Get another one. Now, here in New York, I don't know about Ohio, you have professional for, I call them professional foreclosologists, <laughs> where they know all the tricks to keep the banks. In limbo for years. Oh, so you just live for free? Yeah, yeah. I, I work for um I work for Aquin and um I was managing this home and going to court and the homeowner had already lost the house to Aquin. However, her son was in the military, but he never lived in this house. However, he had mail with his name in the house and military folks, you cannot evict them. You cannot. Yeah. So she walked away with a lot of money. Well, I'm glad it worked out for her. Yeah. She was caking off, man. I'm telling you, she got a new Bugatti, everything. I'm like, she good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so many tricks and so many ways, but I mean, it's really simple. You pay, you stay, you don't. You won't. Yeah. So. Yeah. But in this wonderful world of real estate, you don't need a Columbia education, a Harvard law degree. You don't, you know, you, you could be Joe Schmo off the block and have a ton of homes. Definitely. You know, and sometimes these homeowners, they're great. Sometimes they're not. And you'd be surprised. Some people... They, they just be wearing cut up, cut up jeans, $2 flip flops, yeah. but they got 20 homes. <laughs> the most money. The most. The most money. I used, I used to know what an attorney looked like a bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had a roll of properties, a lot of money. But, but you, you know, know, depends on what you spend your money on. If you look like money, you, you might not have money. Yep. You know? But exactly. It's all, it could all be a front. Yeah. Definitely. You know? But then again, some of these homeowners that have the nice things, 
but they're not taking care of their buildings. They're refinancing, buying fur coats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nothing in the properties. You know, yeah. going to Gilligan's Island. You know, they, you know, just having a ball. Meanwhile, that you got water coming through the ceiling, and you know, it's a very funny business in so many different ways. How the laws really protect the tenants here in New York. Yes. Right? Yes. I heard that a lot yes. of investors they don't want to invest here. Yes. Maybe as a second home, but not as a landlord. They like, oh, it's so hard. They hear horror stories about how to get New York mm -hmm. um, tenants out of the buildings. Yeah, rent control is sort of a nightmare. Okay. Sort of a, but like I said on all our previous shows, for everything bad, there's a lot more good. So if you have a few million dollars and you sink it in a big building. It don't matter rent control or not, depreciation, you're never going to lose your money. Exactly. It is an equity yeah. state. I yes. always tell people that yes. you can have cash flow or equity. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can make money both ways. Sometimes I buy things just for equity states. Like I could, like I could rent it out and say the mortgage is 2000 and I'll rent it out for $2,200. $200 is nothing. But it's the equity state in the property that I want. So um, in Ohio, mm -hmm. where are you most profitable in terms of renting or, or selling? Um, I own a bunch of different places. I, I own I own in Columbus. Okay. I own in another place in Grove Court, and I own in another place called Canal Winchester. Yeah. And I have one office building in Reynoldsburg. Mm. So I'm all over, it's, but it's still east side of Columbus. They're like within a 50-mile radius yeah. of um, each other. Yeah. Um, but profitable, you know, I'm really more profitable with the flips. Gotcha. I, I feel like I am instant gratification. The rentals is long term. You know, you get your money long term and in equity. So, so let's talk flips for a second. Okay. Walk me through the process. So you're shopping around. I I, I send you a deal. You yeah. like it. You go down. You see it. Yeah. You make your assessments right away? Right away. Um, I've done so many now that I know what I need and what I need to do to make it sell. So mm -hmm. I'm a realtor first. So yeah. I can walk in a property. I know kitchens. I know bathrooms are important. So I'll rip those out first. Gotcha. And I know what that costs already. I already know where I'm getting everything from. And if I can sell it after I put the investment in it for a profit, yeah. I'll I'll go ahead and write the deal. Now, do you have a portfolio of all your, like, from your first deal to now? Like, do you keep pictures of the changes? I do. If, if you, if we had time, I don't have it, like, laid out, but we can dig out everything. No, no, and... no. The reason why I ask, because <clears throat> on previous shows, we were talking about technology mm -hmm. and how they're integrated in doing the homes now mm -hmm. compared to 10 years ago. So I just find it interesting, like the material you might use for a bathroom today. Mm -hmm. It's not. Exactly. exactly. And that's why when you look at the pictures, mm -hmm. you like it's, it's, it's like it tells a story in itself. It so I'm a new investor. So I've been okay. since 2017. Yeah. So, and I do things just to get it um, either rent ready or sellable. I don't make any custom, beautiful. Got you. So I'm going to Home Depot. I'm getting that three-piece tub shower kit. Plastic, throwing it on the wall. Use it for mica. <laughs> for real, like I'm not. You selling IKEA homes, man? IKEA, for real. You know, we go in. I get the carpet. You know, everything is from Home Depot. I'm not. I'm not specializing in making the wood or granite. I'm not doing any of that. I just want to make it livable and affordable for mm -hmm. the next person. Gotcha. I don't want to make it out of somebody's reach. I'm not. Flipping to sell million dollar homes. Gotcha. So you're not doing the high end, you're more on the low to middle end. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And mostly one family homes? Yeah, because the multi units I keep straight up. Because yeah. the rental money in Ohio. Yes. So 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 what are see here in New York, it's a process to go through eviction. It's okay. a process to um we have a program called Cash for Keys where mm -hmm. we help like tenants, you know. Mm -hmm. They get some. They get some bread. So cash they can, for keys on a yeah. rental. Yeah. So no cash for keys is only for people who own their home. So they own their home. They're behind. We'll give you cash for your keys to not tear it up. 
Because like you said, when they go through that foreclosure, they'll break right. out everything. That's, I've seen mansions with nothing. You just go and it's just walls because they ripped out everything because they knew they was going through a foreclosure. So that person will give them cash for keys. But in Ohio, it's not, it's not hard to evict somebody. I'm evicting somebody, I'm here with you. It's three hundred dollars and a couple of notices. You're out of the house by the time you drove from Ohio to here, right? <laughs> Listen, you you laughing? No, no. You keep calling yeah. me from different. Um, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Different numbers. And let's be clear, it's not funny. Like I understand people are having hard times, and you know, no, it's just these people are not. It is. Yeah. Not, it's it's not funny, but yeah. he was mad at me. Let's talk about it. And you tell yeah. me what you think about this. Have you ever heard this? So she called me a slumlord, which, which I'm not. And she called, I don't know who you called, the city on me. She called the city on me. And she said, I'm not repairing anything. And the city said, well, what is she not repairing? It came out. She said she was upset with me because she had hot water in her toilet. Mm. I don't even know what the temperature is in my toilet. Do you know what the temperature is in your toilet? Yeah, but I never knew hot water affects me. I told her that was an amenity. <laughs> no, I, seriously, I can't make it up. And I just said, hey, you know, let's just part ways because at this point, that's not really a problem. And you're causing me more problems. The city came out and they noticed that she didn't have batteries in her uh, carbon monoxide detector. So they gave, me, they gave me three days to put that in. That was the warning. And I gave her three days to get out because I can't deal with those type of petty things. Um, yeah. And, you know, I did my due diligence. I called a contractor, a general contractor, and I said, hey, is there any harm from having hot water in your toilet? Like, what could this do to a person? Could it damage the person or could it damage the building? He said, well, Chrissy, it's just like maybe annoying. It's not going to damage anything. So, yeah, she, to me, we just need to part ways. I can't. Well, listen, I had this tenant that swore people were going into our house while she wasn't home and things were disheveled and whatever. So I put cameras up. Nice. Then when I put cameras up, all of a sudden, oh, you're invading my privacy. You can see outside my house. And, and it just wanted to like, she, it was always something. But at the end of the day, I was like, where's my money? You know, yeah. no money, but nothing but complaints. Yeah. All of a sudden, she had roaches and that, but never wanted to let me in the house. Knocking on, I know she's home, knocking on the door, saying, hey, I'm here with the exterminator. Don't open the door. So every complaint was just to, um, yeah, and make it seem like she didn't have to pay her rent because she had issues. Yeah. And then she filed something, because here, if they call 311, then you gotta let them in the building and she's filing false complaints and everything. She oh, yeah, she had to go. Sorry. And ladies and gentlemen, she is gone. Yay. Thank God. But not last time, but again. Yeah, you can't was, take the stress. I yeah. can't take it. I had that too. I had a lady who said that people was going in our apartment. She said, I swear to God, Miss Chrissy, somebody's trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me. I said, Well, listen, you change these locks and not give me a key. We don't have a problem. That's illegal in Ohio. You have to provide everybody with a key. Um, it's just tenants are a real headache. So. It's a real, it's yeah, it's like having kids, even though we're talking about grown adults, even older than me and I'm yeah. old, like just older, and it's just wild, man. I'm just sitting back like it, like nothing surprised you after a while. You're like, okay, here we go again. Yeah, we be having those tenants from hell. Yes, yeah, yeah, tenants from hell. And it doesn't matter the race. It, it doesn't matter. It's They're all the same. You can just close your eyes. Tall, dark, light, white, don't matter. When they don't have that money, you're going to get the business. When they're going through a divorce, you're going through the divorce with them. When their kid is no longer there, you're their family. You got to be a psychologist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, I mean, like 2 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> calling like, oh, I don't have my keys. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I developed my office hours from 9 to 5. Yep. Don't call me. Don't call me. Any emergencies cost you $99. I'm telling you right now. Yes, I get out of my bed, it's $99. Send somebody over here, it's $99. I don't care if it's the unlocked. So we have to draw the line somewhere. 
But mm-hmm. the easiest way to get out of that is don't buy. This is what I think. Mm-hmm. I start buying and spending a little bit more money. So instead of buying something in like um, closer to downtown or I try to buy in the suburbs where yeah. people with a rent is higher. And um, I have everybody on um, like a tenant cloud where they can log in and make their payments. I have no problems with those tenants. Yeah. All my rents that are under $1,000 are headaches. So 700, a couple of 750s, a couple of 700. They are my like worst nightmares. But my 2800s, 3200s, all of my commercial rentals, I love them. Everybody pays. But for the year, on time, like I have no problems with these people, but the lower income units that I have, I almost gave up and wanted to get rid of all of them. Mm. But then I was like, oh, wait, these properties I got so low, I have an equity stake. So I want to hold on. I want to hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, there's <laughs> this good for every bad. There you go. And yes. the hardest, the most challenging part of owning real estate is actually buying a good deal. Mm-hmm. So once you have it, you don't necessarily want to let it go unless you're getting one hell of a deal. It's real life monopoly, mm-hmm. you know, real life monopoly. But it's just so funny. And it's such an interesting experience that like I recommend. I, how old are your kids? 22. Oh, wow. and you had them when you were 10? 21. Wow. <laughs> oh, you made it. Yeah. Oh, you rich, rich right now. Oh man. Now I I, when my kids turn 16, I'm working so that they have a property each to rent out. And the rental income would be theirs to do whether they go to school or start a business, that they have seed money for them to use from the properties to invest how they like. Yeah. My son already owns too. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's yeah. Do it as early as possible. possible. Everybody get out there. If you're in college, they have um, loans for you to get houses while you're in college. You don't need a job. Your college, um, your career, what do you call it? Your major. Your major, yeah. Your major will qualify as your income, whatever that field is. If you major in whatever, they'll take that income, a little down payment assistance from your mom, become a homeowner. Yeah. And then they'll be on the podcast sharing their story because yeah. I know they got some because we all see you you get in this business, you see it all. Yes. You see it all. It's funny, I had a meme like if you if you're a real estate agent or a broker and you're shocked by something, you ain't doing a good job. Because <laughs> when you're in this business after a while, nothing surprises you. And that's the topic. We got tales from the deal. And we're going to have so many interesting tales when we come back after our break. Um, how are you doing, Christy? How, how, how are we doing? I'm doing good. I'm yes. excited. I'm yes. excited to be here. Yeah, and you're going to keep coming back, right? Absolutely. So, like, me. Yeah, I'm saying you, you you ain't got no kids. Well, I got a 14-year-old. <laughs> oh, you got one left. I have a 22 oh. and a 14. But, um, okay. Everything. Everything. So. Oh, man, but you're a 22-year-old. You know, I would, and he actually went through real estate school. Okay. But he doesn't, he doesn't yet want to be a realtor. So he owns that property as a duplex, but he's not like, Mom, I want to be a realtor. That, you know, he's still figuring it out. He is. Yeah. Yes. And looking at you, he probably played basketball or something. You in sports? He was. He, he well. Yeah, he was into sports. I always wish I would have put some money behind him because he was good at everything. Football, okay. basketball, track, broke okay. out of records for that. But let Sean get a hold of him. He starts singing and dancing and doing R&B. Listen, you want to be rappers, you know, all kind of stuff. So. I'm going to have to let you, let you in on this. Come talk to this. He doesn't, he doesn't have the bug yet, but he can definitely mm. take over my whole business. He's been he picked up rent, drop off. He knows how to pay all the bills. You know, yeah. he, he's a good kid. Yeah, I'm doing that with my son. He's um 11. Train him early. Train him early. But also, um, you could do so many other things in life mm-hmm. and still come back to real estate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. It's this isn't a business where you need to like 
dedicate your heart and soul right away. Nah, go soil your go soil the earth and live a little bit, see the world, then come back and buy some mansions and call me up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Out. Yeah, speaking of which, you were talking about buying an apartment um in Brooklyn. I do. Yes, yeah, so I'm here looking. I called a couple of, couple of realtors today, and they just don't seem as motivated as I hope for. But uh, we got you. Yeah, you, right. you, you didn't call me, man. I, I did. I send a text message, Sean. I did. I was like, I didn't hey. get that text. I said, I need a realtor. I didn't right get now. that text. <laughs> Last time I spoke to you it was Thanksgiving. I was preparing some duck. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come through. And then it was you crazy. Know what, you know what hit me? Where hit you? The snow. It, it got so cold. Oh. It was kind of snow, blizzards. Well, that's where you were. It didn't snow not one inch here yeah, in the I city. Didn't have no nope. Snow. All the snow went to Buffalo. Here. Yeah, Buffalo it got never happens. Buffalo got the snow for the whole state. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we no, in the, the snow in Ohio. I was mm-hmm. so upset with the weather. Now I was mad because I bought a um an electric shovel. Right. And I was I was I thought, and we got nothing. Right. I spent like three hundred dollars on a shovel. I'm like, it's just sitting there, brand new. Even on Christmas Day? Nothing. We got like one inch. We were snowed in. Wow. On Christmas Day. So you should have came to New York. You would have missed that snow. It was like the whole week. It wasn't like one day. We were snowed in for oh. three, four days. I couldn't get down my driveway. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. So. Yeah. Well, one one day we had a snowstorm so bad that I couldn't open up my front door. So I had to jump out the side window. Are you serious? Dead serious. Dead serious. Oh, we lost it. Oh, okay. Must be All right, so, ladies. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Gentlemen, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Hey, what's up, you guys? It's your girl, Chrissy, here to let you know that the Even Rush Network now has an app. Yes, an app, you guys. So you can stay connected on the go and watch all your favorite podcast shows. You can download the app at Google Play Store or Apple iTunes. So spread the word. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast and really don't know how, well, hit us up at the Even Rush Network at gmail.com and inquire about time slots, pricings, and everything you may need to get started. We got you. Join the winning team, the Eden Rush Network. And also, download that app. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Get to it. Hey! Hello. So here we're back, Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast. Chris and Christy, I'm sorry. Nina is out of town. Uh, greetings, everyone. Greetings, greetings, Wise FM. Sorry, a little late on that greetings. But hey, so listen. Christy, so do you have do you remember your most exciting deal? Um 1.9 million, a 69 unit, multi-unit. Uh, I was I was kind of new. First year. Uh, so like one of my first deals. And everything went smooth? No, it was a train wreck. But, <laughs> but I got done. Um I had to help the we actually went up from the auction, auction.com. Okay. So my client, she is like. She loves real estate. She has a ton of real estate, millionaire, tons and tons of times over. And they like to bid. Yeah. She might be a bit of a gambler. I don't want to say her name, but she likes to bid. So she was like, I'm not going over 1.1. 1. 1. Mm-hmm. I'm not going over. You know, that's her end up. 1.9? Wow. Yeah, 1.9. It was like 2018. 
And that property right now to this day is worth like five million, six million, and she generates like forty to fifty thousand a month. When that's after she pay everybody. And I, I wish. I, well, I wasn't up then. I, didn't, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't ready. There's a time in the season. Yes. Your your deal is coming. You don't have to steal other people's deals. I don't have to jump in on it. But mm -hmm. um, I remember her mortgage payment because I had to help her with the loan, and her mortgage payment is eight thousand dollars. Wow. Or one point nine million. So okay. that was back then. So anyway, yeah. good days. Those yeah. were the good old days. Send her a card, then I'll see how she's doing. I talked to her every day. Oh, time. okay. Yeah. Okay. She's still buying. She can't. We didn't bought all kind of things since then. But yeah, that yeah. was my most exciting deal. Well, see, I don't have those kind of exciting. You know that? No, I mean, I was yeah. close to selling a hotel, but uh, unfortunately, that would have been my most exciting deal last year. Okay. Like really close, but uh, we didn't we didn't get the bid in in time. But um, my most memorable deal is I was working with this woman in Brooklyn. She was in foreclosure. I met her. She was crying. She was stuck in foreclosure. She wasn't going to get any money, um, and she was going to be stuck with this mortgage. Uh, you know, stuck with the loan after they take the home and wanted to get out of it and. So I arranged it, I found a buyer, I found, I, I, I put everything together. We go to the table, all of a sudden this sweet little old woman turned into something I had never seen. All of a sudden she was like, why are you getting this? Why are you getting this? Why are all these people making money off of my home? And she got so upset. She walked away from the deal. <laughs> Everybody was just like sitting there shocked. And, and it wasn't pretty. It wasn't like subtle. It wasn't, it was like as if she came in, took a shot of something, and yeah. just flipped out. Yeah. <laughs> and I was stunned because I, I didn't, you know, she was like old Mother Hubbard or like, you know, like just like, <laughs> like, like she get all yeah, all of a sudden she turned into the, a mafia woman or something like. You taking advantage of me and you and you and you. <clears throat> and then she left and never came back. And everybody's calling. Everybody, we sitting there with the deal. The checks were cut, everything. So she left. But I got a hold of her. She got a dose of reality. We all came back to the table. And it closed. But... I was going through a heart attack because it was my first deal and I wanted to, you know, I wanted to, I thought I was saving her. I thought the investor was was coming in. Everybody was happy. But uh, yeah, she turned into some like evil, yeah, yeah, bipolar, yeah. straight bipolar. It was just, you know, but that's why I learned a valuable lesson though. Even though you're helping somebody get out of a bad situation, mm -hmm. She's emotionally attached to her home. And when you're, when you're dealing, even if you're not in foreclosure, right? When you're dealing with, you know, there was, there's another deal where they're not in foreclosure, um, but they wanted to move to, to out of the state and they, they needed um, somebody to buy the home because they're buying a new home upstate. And, and then you get all that done. And then all of a sudden, oh, we need to stay in the house two months. No. Never like this is like three months. Like, never, no, nothing. nothing. Listen, yep. You could have advertised it that way, but they yep. didn't tell you. Nope. So you put available at closing. Yep. It is, and now they, oh no, my client like to stay two months. Yeah. That's yeah. a deal breaker. You don't want to wait two months when you spend five hundred thousand dollars. But there was a motor lodge down the street, so <laughs> we got. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> You, no, no, you know no. how you get away with that? I've had that happen multiple times. Yeah. So when my seller decides to play those games, I'm like, okay, well, we need to pay two or three times whatever the rent cost is. So if you were paying $1,500 in a mortgage, now you want to stay in this house, you owe a new buyer three grand a month. And guess when they want it? At closing. Yep. So now at closing, you, boom, seller's going to stay how many, how many months? Two months. Two months, six, six grand. Yeah. Give them six grand, you can stay. They're like, right, I'll go live with Aunt Pat around the corner. Forget it. We're leaving. And that's usually how it goes. I, I haven't had. Um, oh, wow. Then I just bring that up. I did have one seller say, 
she was building a house, so she was okay with moving. Mm -hmm. But I had a week um, possession for a week. Okay. And she was going over the week. So I had um, my guys pull up with a U-Haul, throw all her stuff in the U-Haul. And I like, you got to go, because I was going to buy in a sell. Mm. And that taught me a valuable lesson, too. Don't do that. Like, I don't do it as much because of this deal. Right. So I kicked her. I didn't kick her out, but I helped her. Take the U-Haul. And listen, everybody sued me. And she yeah. sued me and said, I said, as is, the uh, seller sued her because the house wasn't clean. And she, it was a mess. So the house wasn't clean? Wow. She said, as is, she thought, when I listed her house as, as is, she could just leave her belongings, like whatever she did. So she literally packed up what she didn't want and left that's everything not, else. That's not as is. That's not, it's nothing to do with as is. People listening, if you are selling your home and you think as is, it has stuff, it has something to do with the mechanicals, the house, right. structure. Right. It is not your refrigerator in the garage. You cannot leave your lawnmower from, you can't do that. It's, that's not as is. So, oh my God. And you know what people do here is we make money in like money in escrow. Oh yes. So that like if you don't take care of this, your money does. Yeah. Right. Or you get it back if it's taken care of. Yeah. Similar like when you when they give you a deposit yes. or when you when you get home when they rent your home they pay you a deposit up front yeah. yeah. and you give it back um once everything is back in the order that it's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. Title companies hate that in yeah. Ohio. They don't want to be responsible for no money being held longer than a day or two. Mm. So they're like, how long are we keeping their money? I'm like, listen. Because they want to go to the casinos. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes as a realtor, you got to be resourceful. You got to be yeah. helpful. You got to be fixers. Yes. You got to jump in. You got to fix it. You know, I'm just like, give me to the next year. Yeah, your next Rolodex year. has to be crazy. Yeah. Mine? Yeah. Insane. Because you, you got to have, you know, somebody to call for this or that, you know. Yeah. So I opened up a whole company because of that. Oh, what's the name of the company? Queens Multiservices. Oh, tell us more. Tell us no, more. No, we just literally will do everything. I will do whatever I got to do to make sure the transition is as least stressful as possible. Right. I don't want my seller to be like, oh, I don't want to sell a house because I don't have nowhere to go. Let me go find you somewhere to go. Right. You know, let me go help you with applications. Where do you want to live? You know, I'm just constantly moving pieces and puzzles around to make sure we close. Because it's getting harder to sell houses. Do you agree? Yes, it's more. Oh, technology is killing us. Standard. Like, like I, I'm going to open house and they're telling me what the value is. I'm like, oh, this house has been on the market for two years and it still didn't sell. They're going to take this low offer. Everyone thinks they're a realtor. Yes. I'm like, if you go to school, yes. if I go to school. Do you, did, how many houses have you sold last year? Yeah. I can tell you how many I sold. And I'm like, I don't understand it. I don't want to argue with price. Right yeah. now, we're not in a market where it's low. Nothing is dropped to where you can go in and lowball people. We're not okay. there yet. It might be coming. I'm not going to say never, but it's not here. Not in Ohio. In Columbus, Ohio, I just... I just listed, I'm in contact, I'm getting offers, you know, things are going highest and best. It's right. insane. Well, I did read an article and it was saying that the interest rates are, are slowly declining. I saw that. So that's a great sign for buyers. Listen, um, listen. So it was it was back in the day before this is what I heard, because anyway, I've only been licensed since 2017. But I remember when I bought my house, I told you when I was 21. And my interest rate was like 10%. And I had great credit. And it was like, that's that's what it was. So we're going backward to, to that. Yeah. So but we're still at like, what, 5 and 6% now? Yeah. Hey, I'll take it. But it's going more closer to 6. It's going down towards 5. And six. It, it, it fluctuates, right? Yeah, Every day. it fluctuates. Yes. So that's a great rate. Go out and buy. Yeah, salute, Carlton. Um, so yeah, so in this game, it's like it never nothing new ever happens. It's just kind of sort of rinse, wash, repeat. Market goes up, market comes down. Yep. Um and you're right, like when you're ready, it'll happen. Um it took me about two to three years to personally buy with my wife our first home. Okay. Right. 
but it's a little easier to buy an investment home. You think so? Yeah, because it's just numbers. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? Like your numbers have to work. It doesn't like unless you're like on something that has to be pretty or whatever. But you're, you're never if if you're like me, you're never going to be there. You know, you may show up to pick up your rent, but now they could just cash app you the rent. Like you know, so you don't really need to be at the property at all. And it's just numbers. As long as you find numbers, and I'm not saying it's easy to find the numbers, but it's just easier than when you're picking out what you like, when oh. you the space, yes. the color, the, yeah. and then you're married, she and then you gotta yeah. See, all I cared about was the basement. Closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yes, yes, yes. Where's she gonna put her shoes? Like you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Yeah. Like there's so many variables to buying a home that's personal yeah. that I found more challenging mm-hmm. than looking for a profit mm-hmm. or looking to build equity. Yeah. Or, you're not emotionally invested. Exactly. It's a business. Exactly. It's a business. Yeah. Or or like I wanted to like see around COVID, I was looking to do affordable housing when we were looking in Philadelphia and then COVID hit and we were trying to look for ways to keep our house affordable. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah, so we 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 got off that shit for a minute, but we're about to get back on. Uh, we were also looking at Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh, Detroit is supposedly like really good to get into because of, it's like all of those boarded up houses, houses and stuff. And, and a lot of businesses are going back to Detroit or already there. We might have missed that window because mm-hmm. once you already hear people going there, it's, it's like. Today. Yeah. No, well, Toledo is like maybe an hour from Detroit. Okay. Toledo, Ohio. And Toledo is kind of a lot similar to Detroit. You can still buy things 30000 40000 Yeah, we might have to, I'm going I'm to I'm have a call with you and my wife. We might have to go out there and yeah. start I, I buying some I things. I don't want to buy in Toledo, no. Oh. I don't, I don't think, I think we can still make more money in Columbus. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, oh. I just want to get out, like... Come see. Yeah, come see. see. And it also, when it comes to affordable housing, to me, it's my way of giving back. Sure. So I'm not looking to do that as, like, be a, become, like, a rich person or some, like, you know, sleazy person where I'm, I'm saying affordable housing, but I'm making millions of dollars. Like, I'm not trying to do that. What would be really fly is if we could build affordable housing and actually give it you know, the people at, at the right price, because I've built three or four homes, multiple homes in my life. And the same yeah. home I built at 300000 is now five ninety nine, And that's not fair. Yeah. You didn't do anything different. What happened? Oh, they said lumber went up and this went up and that went up. How about we just built like $200,000 houses? Right. Nice ones. Right. And get people who actually could afford it and want to be homeowners. Now, if you don't want to be a homeowner, that's different. Some people right. don't. As somebody told me today, I don't want to fix anything or touch gutters or they don't want anything to do with, they want to be able to call somebody and say, come fix this. You could do that. Like, Christless. No, no, but in life, there's many different ways to be something. Okay. You know what I mean? Some people could be rich by couponing and, yeah. you know, and some people are rich just because they make a lot of money and spend a lot of money. Right. Like you could you could choose the kind of homeowner you want to be. But I tell you, when you're renting and you don't own a home, your rent ain't never going down. Mm-hmm. It only goes up yeah. unless you got affordable housing or whatever. But then you're stuck in that spot for 30 or 40. And some people are OK with that. Tell me about that. So you're saying um, affordable housing, you can buy a house. and or you could rent a house, an affordable house, and then the rent never goes up. It's not. It's not a house. It's like oh. like in a city they have like Section Eight, oh, yeah. or like they have like a, where the rent never goes above a certain amount in oh, in like those big income. like fifty unit buildings. They'll have like fifteen apartments dedicated to right, right. Oh gosh. And so they could be there for forty years, paying let's just say two hundred dollars. Nice. You know what I mean? And then, and as a matter of fact, it was a huge, around COVID, it was a huge battle. I don't, I don't know if Sean remembers, but like they were like going to court and you had the, the landlords versus the tenants because they couldn't raise rent control. But everything is going up. Like, think about it. Like when you go, when gas goes up, 
and you go buy corn, the price of corn goes up. But the crazy part is when gas goes back down, that price of corn is still going go down. <laughs> yes. But your landlord, so you're paying, and these rent control buildings, they're not paying heat and hot water. Oh, wow. You understand what I'm saying? They, 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 like, it was crazy when I, like 20 years ago, when I met my wife, I, I never lived in a house before. I lived in an apartment building. So I never paid a water bill. So <laughs> that was crazy. So, so when I got, when we got our own house and I had a backyard, I started buying like um, planting food and, <laughs> and growing, like trying to find exotic flowers. And, and then I got my water bill. I was like, oh, <laughs> water bill was like $800. I was like, yeah. I never, never seen a water bill until I was like, oh, wow. So a lot of these people in these buildings, all they're paying is their electric bill. They're not paying for gas. They're not paying for water. And then the cost to maintenance and everything, the building still has to do that. Yeah. You know, and most... They don't care, though. No. They don't care. No. Do not raise this rent. This is what they can afford. This is how they can live. But at the same time, you and I know the benefits yeah. of owning a home. Yeah, you, you can save so, $200 a month. You're not going to have no equity. Listen, I learned how to clean my pipes. I learned how to do some things. Mm -hmm. So that I don't have to call nobody. And I do this with everything, even my car. I do my own oil changes. I do I'm not spending $300 and throwing it away, but that's just me. Yeah. But then sometimes I do it because I can't. You know what I mean? But for the most part, I learned being a business owner, homeowner, mm -hmm. it's good to know a little bit of everything mm -hmm. as well as having that Rolodex. Yes. Because what if you can't reach somebody and you gotta go to the bathroom? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you might need to fix that toilet yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? You or might you need to. No, no, no. Even if you, like, <laughs> let's say, yeah, you could, but but let's say one line is fogging yeah, up all the time. Like, it's yeah. main drain. Yeah. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. So like, you got to learn everything, a little bit of everything. And um, that shouldn't should be your focus anyway. Don't yeah. worry about that. Yeah. The equity stake and the home equity lines of credit, and yep. they make single moms like me. That's my emergency. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't mess up my equity line because, God forbid, my toilet goes out. Yep. And I don't have anybody. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, but don't, if people, if people let that stop them from becoming a homeowner, then I don't know. That should not be the first thing on your mind. Always, always, always become a homeowner. It boosts everything up. It boosts everything. It starts with a foundation. So if you have one house, 10 houses, it's a foundation. Yeah. Start somewhere. Because I don't want to be, I don't, don't want to get in the game too late and then I'm 70 years old still paying my mortgage. Yep. You know, it's a 30-year mortgage. Now, <clears throat> I was trying to tell, I was telling a family member of mine, I was like, hey, when you get to a certain age, you got to take those mortgages out your name. Somebody else was saying that because, you get like a, um, an estate planner and do like a... Um, yes. Because they will hit you, you won't get a, you get a lot more benefits when you take that stuff out your name past sixty five or seventy, mm -hmm. right? And they, they don't come right away. So it may be like five years after you do it, but you don't want to have assets in your name so that you can get Medicare, Medicaid, and you could get benefits. And let's be clear, we don't know what the future, right? So let's say you turn seventy and then seventy two. You get Alzheimer's, or you get, and you need to go in a home. You're getting these benefits to assist with that. Mm -hmm. But if they see you with these mortgages, with then it's gonna be way more expensive for you. Yeah. In Ohio, um, I have a lot of senior citizens that sell their homes, and they sell mm -hmm. and put the money, you know, in their trust or kids' name, so they can go to the nursing home with just. Medicaid. Right. Other than that, they got to pay that Medicaid bill. The, right. I mean, a nursing home bill. Right. It could be more than a mortgage. Yes. You know, because it's expensive. So I agree. Don't wait too late to. And that's the saddest part of this country is the medical benefits. The medical, like, you know, medical bills ain't no joke. Yeah. You know, and when, the, and when the country think you have money, it's even worse. One accident. 
there's, there's insurance now though to help you with um so i broke my leg twice oh wow what are we doing showing houses really i'm always working you got heels on or something no oh. i was on um you know how a new build i was on a construction site okay and it was dirt and i kind of tripped so i went oh. to the orange on the dirt fell on a concrete and i broke, broke my leg but had i had um what, what insurance is that called when you hurt yourself no, oh, no. Um, Aflac is a good one, and it's, it's an example of what I'm describing. So, yes. say you're used to making twenty thousand dollars a month, mm -hmm. and you hurt your leg, you can still they'll pay you a percentage of that twenty thousand. Had I had this, you know, this insurance, anyway, yeah, I didn't get it. So, no, I, you know what? I broke my leg kind of right behind each other. So I broke my the leg, leg, the same leg. So I broke the tibia bone first, and then I went back and broke my um, femur, the femur bone. And that's like the biggest bone of your body. It just drama. Listen, well, guess what? I was still selling houses. You can go out there and see me on my walker because I'm going have the insurance. Wow. <laughs> so I'm out here still showing houses, still making it happen. And when you have such a pipeline, you know, I can't just stop. Yeah. So, you know, you start. My team actually helped me get through that. I had a team at the time. You still don't? You, they're, not, they're not together now? I don't have the dream team no more. Well, no, everybody no. outside, they left. They ran for the border. They got they got their own businesses? No. Um, it was just me and my partner. And he basically died during COVID. He was jogging and he passed away. He was 44 years old. Wow. Yeah, so then I broke my leg and then I tried yeah. to hire more people. It just it just was a mess. So I went through a a lot, but guess what sustained me? Real my rental properties. Yes. Real estate. Yeah. Like what if I didn't invest? Mm. Then how would I pay my bills? Yeah. I mean, I still sold real estate, but I'm just saying. You'd be on the tip of the government. Yeah. Yeah. So you're one like you just mentioned one accident could change your life change your whole life yeah <clears throat> so if you're out there and you're working and you're looking to invest in something that is is a little bit of risk but <clears throat> if you buy the right property get the right numbers and manage it right you could be sitting on money for for decades yeah absolutely yeah. That's, that's my testimony so all right. I believe that. And so you're moving to New York now, right? We were speaking about that. And these agents, what were they doing? What, what happened when you were calling them up and saying, hey, I'm Christy, I'm looking to buy in Brooklyn? What, what, what so the first thing there? I say is, hey, are you a listing agent of blah, 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 Ocean Avenue? And they'd be like, yeah. I'm like, hey, what's your percentage? How much you pay? He's mm. like, oh, 2.5%. So I didn't know you guys make 2.5%. We make 3% usually in Columbus. So it's a little bit more. Yeah. So anyway, he was like, um, is it for you? I was like, yeah. I'm like, okay, can you write the deal for me? Can you do referral or whatever? He's like, sure. You can have the 2.5%. Okay. Um, but then I looked at the property, had like one picture. I said, I, I can't work with this. <laughs> I'm just not. I don't know. I'm used to more aggressive. Like we're so the market and I don't know how long that property has been on the market. Maybe it sits a little longer here in New York, but right. in Ohio, you gotta be like fast. Well, I'm gonna tell you something though. <clears throat> because you're looking for an apartment, <clears throat> mm -hmm. was it a condo or co-op? I think it was a co-op because it had a co-op fee of like eleven hundred dollars. Because the first thing he said it was a two hundred thousand dollar co-op. He said, did you see the co-op fee? It was 1100 I was like, no, I didn't see the fee, but what do I lose that cover? And I mean, he didn't mention, he said, I still but have to pay electric. But that's the thing. Not only do you, the fee, and forget the money part. Yeah. But it's like going for an interview to buy. Like you have to be, you have to go through a board for co-ops. Oh, wow. To, and then you have to go into the board buying. And then let's say you want to sell, it's the same thing. Oh, that's So funny. you can have somebody great but if they don't like the color of your shoes or anything when you go meet the board, you ask them. So it's a little more complicated buying That's a, a co-op. Condo, not so much, but co-op, you gotta go through a board. Isn't that kind of like, um, 
what do you call it? Uh, I know when um when relatives kind of make sure you live in a certain place. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's not necessarily. It's just the board makes it. It's just the board. It's not. It's not a board of realtors. No, I got you. You know what I mean? It's but just a. It? It's like I don't know what you're gonna go through when you gotta go through a board, okay. right? Some boards, whoever's running it could be X, Y, and Z. I I don't know. But I know, and then and then you're talking about a realtor that has to deal with the board, just like I tell you about attorneys messing up your deals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So 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 you could be dealing with a, a frustrated agent and you and you are fresh on the scene and they just don't care. <laughs> it's like no exactly because they dealing they dealing with some BS that you haven't that you didn't even walk into yet. Find me a house. I'm gonna yeah, I'll find you a house, home. but a co-op. <laughs> That's like asking me to find you a rental. I'm not doing that either. No, but I see myself <laughs> living in like a building. I want it to have like security. I want to park yeah. my elevator. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, but that price my balcony. That price you told me though, I don't know about you know, the. Was <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, listen, if you can't. And you gotta find me something a little more expensive. Make sure I get Airbnb, and I need to make yeah. some money. Yeah, no, you will, make some money. you will make some Let's money. You will make some money. Let's do it. You will make some money. At that point, the co-op can't say I can't Airbnb it. And see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know the guy. Like, it's just so much more. And this is just in general. Like, you just have to look at the bylaws, and yeah, like you can't rent, you can't do this, you can't do that. And then your worst enemy is whoever lives in the building. <laughs> like, oh my god. They're going to this apartment. Who are they? Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, they send you a letter saying, hey, we need you to vacate the property because you're violating rules. And like, so it's like- and I own it? You don't own it. You own a share because it's a co-op. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. No, right. That's what I'm saying. If you buy a condo, you own it. If you buy a co-op, you own shares in a you. building. And there's a board. You got to run right, it. It's like an right, HOA. Right, right. And if you want to- if you want to paint or do something, you have to get approval. Even on the inside? Even on the inside, depending on their rules. They want you to, and you know what's crazy? I, I, I do appraisals, and I was doing this um, single-family home, and the guy was like, and it, it was, it was in, a, in Long Island in a prestigious place where everything says 1860 on each house <laughs> because they don't, and you have to, Get a, and they don't approve nothing. You have to keep everything is antique. So it was like I was in the 1960s in this house. Mm. They can't even get solar, right? But the value is crazy because people you have you're on a waiting list to buy in this area. That's insane. And it's not a board. You don't have to get approved by a board, or, but but you have to get approved because the house is what's it called the um. It's like when you, yeah, it's a historical area. So these houses, and they all branded 1960 on each home. I I was lost for a second because I was like, yo, where's 61? I see 1960. But then you see the house numbers somewhere else, but they all have marks to like stamp these homes. And the guy was like, yo, I couldn't do nothing to this house if I wanted to, but the waiting list to buy is ridiculous. So if he was to sell, yeah, he would sell. It's a small cottage, one family worth like 2 million. No, I own um, a house in downtown Canal Winchester where I live, and literally the door is rotted out. But it's a historic neighborhood; they will not approve a new door. I said, "What do you? Can I go get a Home Depot door?" Nope. Serena, ma'am, I don't live here. She said, "No, you gotta contact somebody who deals with wood, and then you gotta sand the door down, and they gotta restore that door." I said, you're retarded. I'll let the whole door just, let it just keep it's, looking yeah. messy. Because they would rather look messy than have me just replace the door because it's an historic. Yep. And I, if you did it without that, they would sue oh, you. Oh, they'll make me take it down. destroy you. They, they would make me take it down. They would they destroy your kids. They would destroy your kids, kids. What's Don't wrong? mess with the town. That makes me want to get on a board. I got to yeah. get on a board and I have to go yep. vote and I got to say, hey, yep. old people. Stop. Yep. Stop right now. Let me buy a new door so we can keep the community looking nice. Yes, indeed. Well, listen, 
It was great having you on the show, Christy. It's over? Yes. I don't want it to be over. Don't worry. We will have her back. Okay. You were so great. Okay. It's so awesome. Straight from Ohio. Yes. Fresh off the car trip. Thank you so much. She came with a bucket of chicken. We're going to tear that down. Anyway, <laughs> tune in next week for the Chris and Nina Real Estate Podcast show. Nina will be back. Thank you, Christy. You're welcome. Good night and God bless. Good night, guys.